Welcome to the Dear NICU Mama podcast. Our mission is to connect the past and the present NICU mom by bringing them out of isolation and into a sisterhood of women who can stand alongside each other as we heal and grow both in and out of the NICU. Our hope is that through interviews with trauma-informed medical and maternal mental health experts and vulnerable stories from NICU mamas themselves, that you would feel connected to the Dear NICU Mama Sisterhood around the world. So whether your NICU journey was 50 years ago or whether you find yourself in the NICU today, we hope that this podcast reminds you that you are not alone. Hi, mamas, and welcome to the Dear NICU Mama podcast. It's your host, Martha and Ashley. Dun, dun, dun. We are very theatrical today. Yes, we are. We're feeling high off of life and green tea and vitamin C, emergency, and Zycam. <gasps> Breaking news, Martha and Ashley share a podcast episode about cold and flu season. And what do we get? COVID. COVID. (laughs) (laughs) We, we, in in truest form, in best friend work wife form, we literally got it concurrently at the exact same time. (laughs) We have our suspicions who gave it to us. We won't tell you the establishments where they work, but we have feelings. Yeah, we have feelings. (laughs) But... Um, Ashley and I were really down for the count. And also it seems like uh, we talked about this like daily. We talked about this literally every single parent and friend from the NICU community that we know has been touched already by RSV, influenza, a general colds, um, COVID. It's been a rough season so far. It's been hard. Mm -hmm. Yes, but you can do this. But yes, I'm sorry. Yes. (laughs) I should say the, the the reality is we know it's been hard. We mm-hmm. see you. We know that every day getting through it, assessing your kids' symptoms, it's exhausting. And mm-hmm. um, just know that you are absolutely not alone. We mm-hmm. are riding this out along with you. Uh, Ash okay. is totally right. We're going to get through this. We get through it every single year. We... Um, We'll just, we'll stand next to each other as we kind of mm-hmm. plunk through. Plunk is the only yeah. word I could think of. But <laughs> Ash, you're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be so gloomy, no. do we? <laughs> Girl, we're still recovering <laughs> from COVID. We're not thinking quite straight. I was just like, it's rough. That's that was gonna be the <laughs> I mean, that's not, you're not wrong. It is rough. But that's not why people tune in. They That's why they tune in to CNN. That's, that's what that's up for. Um. But yeah, all this to say, if you're struggling, uh, you know, pl- reach out to the people who, who love you and are there to listen. Um, for me, that's Ashley. Yeah. And that's you for me. Yeah. Look at us. Yep. We are just. And our spouses reluctantly. Yeah. <laughs> no. And we can't believe it, but we are officially at our final episode of season five, which is totally bonkers. I don't know how we got here, but we somehow did. Um, it's been a season, it's been a year, Mm -hmm. it's been a good season and a good year, but we are really excited for some time with our families over the holidays and also to come back with season six. We've been planning out season six and I am so pumped for it. I'm always in awe when we come to an end of the season and we look back at the variety of content, 
just mm-hmm. the quality of the people who come on and share their stories, mm-hmm. either as NICU parents themselves or as experts. And I feel very, very blessed to do this. It's mm-hmm. very silly to me that this is like part of our jobs, but it's also very <laughs> cool. So I'm just so grateful. Yeah, it is. No, I feel the same exact way. Um, we are forever indebted to the specialists who donate their time to be on the podcast and also to the moms who um, come on here so courageously and relive experiences of their lives that they survived. And so it's a true honor to get to share this space with you. And a true, we're just truly so grateful that you choose to listen. Um, anytime that we see a message come in of how you're listening, whether that's on your commute to the NICU or as you're washing the dishes or those middle of the night pumping sessions, um, just know that we love hearing from you and it's truly a gift that you listen and um, this community and this sisterhood is so special to us. So um, cheers to an amazing season five and um, we are super pumped for season six. Well, today's farewell, we wanted to do a mama's call in. We know that with the holidays up and coming, it can feel bittersweet. It can feel really special because the holidays kind of bring that magic to the air. And yet it can also be filled with grief because maybe the holidays this year don't look how you envisioned they'd look. You might find yourself in the NICU today. You might find yourself declining invitations to go to gatherings or parties that you usually would have gone to. And so we wanted to do a holiday episode talking about the people in our life throughout our NICU journeys who became like family to us. Um, As you guys know, oftentimes, especially during COVID, our villages or our family, we just didn't have access to them because we had to protect ourselves. But it was those people in the NICU or those specialists in our lives that continued to be with us every day and they became family. So we have some really beautiful voicemails to share. And before we do that, Martha and I thought it'd be fun to also share some of the people in the NICU that became family or just left an imprint on our life and felt like family during our stay. So Martha, do you want to start? Yes. When you asked me about this moments ago, the first person that I (laughs) I thought of was um, a nurse that we had when my son JP was born in 2015. Uh, She was technically a labor and delivery nurse, but she came up to the NICU with me every time I went and visited JP. And she, while I was kind of taking care of him and he had a team of incredible NICU folks around him, she was taking care of me. And Mm -hmm. I was very, very sick, but she made it so that I could get all my meds delivered while I was up in the NICU, especially in those last few hours where we were holding him and Mm -hmm. saying goodbye. She brought me water and she, I was fevering. So she would like put a blanket on me and then take it off and then put a blanket on me and take it off. She was just wonderful. And Um, I'll just never forget how, um, desperately sad we were. And there was a time when Zach and I bowed our heads to pray. You know, we had faith, we have faith and it was important for us in that moment to, to pray about something. I can't remember what specifically. And I just felt her hand on my shoulder. She gave it a Mm -hmm. squeeze and I will never forget that kindness. It was so easy and simple for her to do. And yet it just traversed this huge gap between me and the reality of of the world around me so I will always remember her and in fact we named our daughter JJ after her her name was Jacqueline she went by Jack Mm. and we um, named our daughter Jacqueline she goes by Jack Jackie JJ Jackie Mm J um please stop hitting me that all of the above (laughs) (laughs) so she um yeah so so that's kind of our story a little bit 
but mm. yeah it's fun to reminisce about that Asher what about you who's someone that's I'm just out like I feel like I was just hugged in that moment that is so mm. beautiful Thanks. thank you for sharing that and I love when you talk about her because I forget that that's how, how Jacqueline's name came about yeah that's so beautiful. I wish I could meet her and be like, thank you for loving my friend so well. I, <laughs> I, I have, uh, so I, we nominated her for the Daisy Award, which is a national nursing recognition, and she won it, which was cool. <laughs> so we got notified about that. But um, I've never been able to see her in person afterwards. She lives in Southern California, and we live in the Midwest. And so, Jack, if you're out there, <laughs> I've tried Facebook messaging. Look in your hidden inbox in Facebook because I've messaged you a couple times. <laughs> oh my gosh, you found her though? Yes, I did. But you know how it is. You can't it's so like, hard message to find strangers. And she's probably yeah. like, who is this in that case? <laughs> <laughs> no, she would remember you. That's so mm. special. Yeah. Oh man. Well, mine is not quite as sentimental. Um, but it was a woman who just made our NICU stay feel really personal and made the hospital mm. feel really personal. But I don't even know her name, honestly. We didn't, you know, like, we didn't even talk that much. But it was the ways that she would memorize my coffee order and mm. our order in the cafeteria, which I know sounds so silly. But oh, so um, every morning we would go down for breakfast. And the moment that she saw me, she'd give me a wink or she'd give me a nod. And all of a sudden, by the time that I got oh. down to the counter, she already had it ready for us. But it just felt like, you know, as a kid, when like your mom would make you breakfast before school or something like that, it just mm. felt like she was taking care of us and yeah. was kind of this like, you know, interim grandparent almost. And then over time she would ask about our son and cause we always paid with like the hospital food money or whatever, you know? So she knew we had a NICU baby and, um, I just remember feeling so cared for and, and so special. And so I just, to any, if there's anybody listening who is like in a profession that is, you know, kind of behind the scenes, maybe it's like janitorial staff or, you know, somebody who works in like a cafeteria. I hope you know how important your job is too. Um, it was sometimes the interactions with the behind the scenes staff that made me feel at home. And so, mm -hmm. um, just know that you're valued and important and you became our family too, even though we may not have had pictures together. Um, you, they're, you know, such an important part of our stay. So mm -hmm. I will never forget her. And I'm always thankful. She always knew how many honey packets I wanted for my tea. She was just the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Especially because coffee is very central to your personhood. It is. It is my love language. But, yep. <laughs> but also, I think, like, how think of how many like patients and family members she saw every mm -hmm. day and she she probably did that for you and she had done that for mm -hmm. other incredible NICU moms yeah. before and after mm -hmm. because she saw it as like part of her job and it's so mm -hmm. it's so you're so right there's, there's so many parts of hospital and NICU settings that are just about creating environments of care and mm -hmm. safety for the people that are in them um, yeah, for oh, sure. That's so so cool. I love that story. I, I don't. I didn't hear. I hadn't heard before that she winked at you, and I really. Oh I yeah, know exactly she gave me like a is. wink. Yeah, her name is like <laughs> Bev or Carol, <laughs> Janice. Janice. Like oh, yeah, that's how she talks. I love oh, it. Good stuff. Well, it has been a fantastic season five. We, like I said, are very excited for season six, but we just can't reiterate enough how much it means to connect with all of you here. And we also want to wish you a very gentle holiday season, um, no matter how or if you're celebrating this here. We hope that you feel loved and special and um, 
that no matter how you celebrate, you're making the right decision, whether that's to join in on the gatherings, to decline on them, whether you decide to put up a tree in your kid's NICU room or NICU bedside or not, you're not doing the holidays wrong this year. And so we love you. This sisterhood is your family. If you haven't felt embraced by family yet, we hope that you know that we are in your corner always. And um, it's just a joy to know you. So Martha, do you have any closing thoughts? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. COVID fog brain is real. I was just listening to your voice and how melodious it was. And I like brain completely passed out for a second. (laughs) The question Martha asked me before this was, was do you think I'm going to get a bald spot from my headband? Well, it was a, it was a serious question. Um, I am, I am so sorry. My brain is all over the place. And so I hope that you're also going on a cruise tomorrow. So girl, you have permission to have your brain be all over the place. I I hope that those listening find hope in knowing that they aren't alone (laughs) in their brain fog, because that's where I'm at right now. But yeah, everything Ashley said. Well, on that note, (laughs) we will be back. We will be back in January with season six. But um, you are loved. We love you. We love this community. And um, have fun listening to these amazing stories. Talk to you guys soon. Hi, I'm Camille, and I'm in Austin, Texas. One of the NICU family members that sort of became part of our family while we were in the NICU, that sounds weird, Um, was we actually stayed at the Ronald McDonald house, and they had a therapy pet, and so the dog's name was Mogi, and she was a golden doodle, and she sort of became our little NICU family therapy dog, Um, especially since our uh, golden doodle was back home getting loved on while we spend our days at the NICU. So that was a fun one. Not all, I guess, NICU people are people. Sometimes they're for babies. Thanks. Hi, my name is Kristen, and I live in Utah. I wanted to tell you about my NICU experience in response to your prompt. My experience was wonderful, and really everybody was family. Uh, I know that might sound pretty typical, but... I'm a single mom by choice, and I went through the NICU experience alone. So having the staff and techs and nurses and doctors and everybody know where I was coming from and how I became a mother was really special. Everybody there just really looked out for me and my son, of course, and they were always checking on me and making sure I was doing good with work. Um, I was working full-time. I'm a third-grade teacher. So I just can't speak enough about how wonderful they were kind of going above and beyond taking care of me as well as my son. I wouldn't change my process of becoming a mother, even now knowing that I would have this NICU experience because I got so much support and kindness from the staff in the NICU. Uh, My friends and family, of course, were very supportive as well, especially through this process of becoming a single mom by choice. However, they live in other states, so 
uh, most of their support was through phone calls and text messages. So having the face-to-face -face support um, with the nurses and techs were wonderful. Um, a few people who were um, above and beyond would be casein and lactation and some nurses like Grace. Grace was the nurse who actually was with us on our discharge date, which was about three weeks ago. Thank you so much for listening to my story, and I hope you all have a great day. Hi, my name is Danielle Morris, and I'm calling from Ontario, Canada. I am going on day 206 of being in the NICU with my son. We are going to be discharged hopefully next week. So I have lots of people that I could talk about in this prompt, but the person that's coming to mind is the first doctor that we had in the NICU. My son developed neck, surgical neck, eight days into our stay after he was born at 24 weeks and four days old. And this doctor, she knew things were bad and she was trying to prepare my husband and I as best as she could. And she sat us down and she just kept looking at me and saying, Danielle, I hope you know how sick your son is. And it was hard to hear those words, but we got through it and my son just kept achieving things and surpassing goals that were being set for him. And the last time that we saw her before she left for another assignment, she looked at me and she said, I want a picture of your son for my office because I'm just so proud of his journey and I'm so proud of his parents, you and your husband. And on one of the worst days of my entire life and hearing her say those things, I still felt like she really did care about us and she did care about my son. And I will never forget that moment as long as I live. I know my husband won't either. And I hope that we will be able to reunite with her when we follow up at, at the hospital for different appointments with different clinics. But that's something that you'll just never forget and how proud she was of my son in the later months was just something that's incredible and I'm just I'm so grateful for every single person that we've met on this journey and it's going to be incredibly hard when we leave after almost seven months but these people have made me believe in myself and made me pull out a strength inside of myself that I never knew I had that I needed to pull out for my son so thank you for this prompt it made me reflect back on a time that I try not to remember. And I'm just, I'm so grateful. So thank you. And to all the Nikki mamas out there, if you're starting your journey, you're in the middle of it, or you're at the end, like I am, I'm sending you so much love. Thank you. Hi, my name's Heather Hall, and I live in Northwest Arkansas, and I gave birth to my daughter, Sarah, at 34 weeks. Um, and one of the most memorable moments I had in the NICU um, was when my husband had to go back to work, but I was still able to be in the NICU with my daughter. But being alone uh, with her was really challenging. I was dealing with a lot of postpartum feelings. Um, and one of our occupational therapists 
she built this friendship with me. She would come in and talk with me for a couple hours every day, just in between seeing other babies. Um, and she learned that I was really into photography, and there was one day that she came in. Uh, the sun was really bright in our room, and she said, okay, we're going to do a photo shoot for Sarah. And looking back on it, I realize now that she was probably doing that quote-unquote therapy, not for Sarah, but for me, um, because it, it changed my mood for the rest of the week, and it made me feel like I wasn't alone, and we could do fun things in a scary place, um, and it was just a really memorable experience, um, and when we were being discharged from the NICU, uh, there were lots of tears and hugs shared between us and our therapy group. So that's my story, and I'm so appreciative of Carrie from our NICU. She was wonderful. Hi, my name is Molly, and I live in Midlothian, Virginia. Somebody who became more like family to me is a nurse. Her name is Renee, and she was actually there the night that I delivered my twins. I didn't know this at the time because I was pretty out of it from my C-section, um, but I did find out from my husband and, and later in meeting her that she was there and she took such great care of one of my baby girls. Uh, we are on day 95 in the NICU with her, and Renee continues to be our favorite nurse throughout that time. Something that really stands out to me is when she asked us where we live. And I know that sounds so silly, but it really reminded me that First of all, she lived really close to us in the same neighborhood, which was kind of cool, but it really just reminded me that she's a human, that we're humans. We are there for very similar reasons, and that's to get the baby home and, and safe and healthy, but at the end of the day, we both are just people living, and we talked about different things around the neighborhood that have been happening, and it was just a really great connection with her. So she feels like family. She calls herself Aunt Renee. And I just love her. I love that she has been taking care of my baby while I am not able to be there. And that is all I wanted to say. Thank you all for so much for what you do. Hi, this is Sarah from St. Paul, Minnesota. And uh, the person that became family for us, you know, on top of primary nurses and the people who really gave so much specialized care to our 24 and 3 micro preemie, was the staff member, Katie, at Ronald McDonald House. Um, we had her in June of 2020 in the middle of the pandemic and didn't think that the house would actually be available to us. But, you know, I walked in and she gave us a tour and told me what was available, the food, the space to just be and deal with what was going on and what we were going to endure over the next 16 weeks. And I cried. She gave me space to do that. And, I mean, honestly, there's so much family that is made between other patients and, again, the people that take care of our little ones. But there's so much more to that. And just having a space to be held as a family and as parents enduring the unimaginable during a pandemic, which is, again, something we never thought would happen, really changed our stay. It changed our lives. And again, we had a place to be held while our baby was taken care of. Hi there. My name is Emily, and I'm calling from Mason, Ohio. When I heard this particular Dear Nikki Mama call-in topic, I knew that I had to reach out 
because so many of the people that we met along the course of our NICU journey became family to us. Having given birth during the height of the pandemic, May of 2020, visitation within the hospital was extremely limited. Not even my husband and I could see our son together until he was a month and a half old. No other visitors were allowed during our son's 109-day NICU journey. Therefore, it was only natural that we became so close to the hospital staff during that time. However, one particular individual stands out among the rest, our primary nurse, Bethany. The first day I remember Nurse Bethany was one of my son's worst. He was intubated, and I was still recovering from HELP syndrome and on a lot of drugs myself. However, I had been encouraged to engage in kangaroo care with my son. I was so nervous that I would fall asleep, become shaky, or drop my tiny, tiny miracle. And I was so embarrassed, and it took every bit of motherly courage I had. But when our nurse that day went to close the curtain, I shyly reached out asking, can you talk with me for a bit? I'm really scared. The courage in that moment of complete helplessness forever changed the course of my life. Nurse Bethany talked with me that day and came back as our nurse the next and the day after that too. She became a source of comfort and trust. Each morning when I called in, I would say a silent prayer that she would be our nurse for the day. As time went on and we talked more, Bethany revealed that she knew us long before we knew her. It turns out she was the one who caught Lucas in the operating room the day he was delivered. She was the one there gently inserting the tubes and lines as my husband saw him for the first time. And hours later, when I was wheeled down to the NICU to meet my son, she witnessed my most vulnerable moment of motherhood and lovingly showed me just how to touch him so as not to cause him any pain. I can't tell you how much hearing her recounts of that first day has eased my heart. I was so sick and remembered so little. But she helped piece moments together that I never would have had without her knowledge or presence. Nurse Bethany continued to primary for us until the day we were transferred to another hospital for surgery. And again, once Lucas was transferred back following his procedure. She was there on the day he graduated. And while this may be frowned upon by some, She's been there with us every day since. Nurse Bethany, or Mama B, as we lovingly started to call her, has become a lifelong friend to our family. She shared in the daily struggles of motherhood with me. She celebrated along me and me as Lucas hit each new milestone. And when it was time for Lucas to finally be baptized, we knew that there was no better choice for his godmother than his Mama B. Our hearts are forever endowed to Bethany for helping to give us our greatest gift and biggest miracle, as I have no doubt that he thrives today due to the gentle, loving care she provided throughout his day. And personally, as a mom, I'm so grateful to have found another to share the joys and worries of motherhood, a very best friend. There's no doubt in my mind that God placed Bethany in that OR the day he was born, and I'm eternally grateful that he did. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Dear Nikki Mama podcast. If you loved this episode, we'd be so grateful for a review on any of the podcast platforms. And we'd love to continue connecting with you via our social media pages or a private Facebook group. And ultimately, Nikki Mama, welcome to the sisterhood.